Welcome to Just Schooling It. I'm your host, educator, Dia Adams. This podcast will be used to school educators, parents, and students on different issues, trends, and resources. This is part two of our episode on the struggles and strengths of our students during this pandemic. But first, here's an announcement. Are you looking for a good barbecue sauce, rub, old school pickle products, jams, preserves, and much, much more? Try Sweet Spirit Foods at www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net. That's www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net. And let the spirit catch you. Welcome back to Just Schooling It. My next guest is Isaac. He is a 2020 senior in the Edmond School District. Welcome, Isaac. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. Isaac, I know at the beginning of this school year, you all were hyped because, you know, you finally made it to the 12th grade and it's time for you to go to a new chapter. So there were some things that normally happen for seniors that are not going to happen for you all because because of this pandemic. What are your thoughts? How how does that make you feel? How are you coping with that? You know, like initially I would I was traumatized because ending off the senior year, I had so many things that I had planned, especially for graduation and prom. And so it just came all to a halt so fast, so quickly. And it was unexpected. So I, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was just upset. I even shed a tear or two. I, I got on the phone with my grandma. I had to, she had to calm me down. I was just really upset because I started off the year strong and I wanted to finish that way. But unfortunately that didn't end up happening, especially with track season. Cause I was geared towards state. And so it was just, it was really hard because that was mm-hmm. something that I was passionate about. And so that ended as well. I know I could not even imagine because I had a senior year and I know how important that is to you all. How supportive has your faculty been during this they've been, situation? They've been actually extremely supportive. Um, I get daily emails, you know, they've informed us as to what's going on. Um, you know, all of our assignments are online now with our dis- distance learning. And so they've, they've helped us get along. They've helped me get along quite well. Can you tell me this? What are the alternatives that they're making for you, for instance, as far as the prom is concerned and your graduation? Have they talked about that? Um, So they haven't really, well, to my knowledge, we haven't really been informed what's going to take place for graduation or prom. Right now, I believe, you know, it's canceled indefinitely. And uh, we we do get our Mm -hmm. cap and gown, so... Um, but I don't know what's going to take place, you know, after the whole pandemic thing blows over. But right now, it doesn't look like anything's happening. And for me, I'm actually shipping off into the military, which will be in July okay. 9th. And so if they do have a graduation, more than likely, I'd probably miss out on that just because I'll be, um, you know, going to boot camp and stuff like that. But, yeah, they haven't told us anything. 
Have you learned anything from this? What life lesson have you learned? You know, one thing I definitely learned is just to one, prepare for the worst, you know, but, you know, just pray for the best. I think that at the end of the day, if you can, if you can cope with, you know, any situation that you're dealing with and just, you'll be able to persevere in the end and not to take things for granted. I think a lot of the times, you know, we expect everything to go our way. We expect everything to happen. And I just want people to understand that, you know, life happens, things change, plans change. And so you just have to adjust accordingly at times. I um, appreciate the fact that you are now willing to serve our country and defend us and protect us. And, and we're praying protection over you. And we just continue to expect greatness Absolutely. from you. Thank you for having me on this podcast. My next guest is someone very special and dear to me. She was my former middle school vice principal. She is currently principal at Freedom Public Schools in Freedom, Oklahoma. Her name is Michelle Sheelight. Welcome, Ms. Sheelight. Hello. Glad to be here, Daya. Now, from what I understand, you have sort of a unique situation. You are a principal over K through 12th grades. Pre-K through 12, yes. Pre-K, Okay. So this pandemic has probably been extra challenging with all of your responsibilities. Can it's you de- share with us? It's definitely been a little interesting. How the, <laughs> I bet. I bet. How has it affected you um, as a principal? Well, just like everybody else, it's changed how we're communicating. It's changing how we're doing our lessons. Um, it's changing how I'm doing paperwork because everything is online right now. Um, so there's been a lot of changes in that way. I think probably for me, um, because I am a people person, the hardest change for me has been um, not having my students and teachers at school with me. Um, I like to Mm. give my hugs and I like to be able to talk and enjoy the people around me. And I'm not being able to do that. So that's a little frustrating. Have you seen um, how it is affecting the students? Yes. Um, Luckily, we, like I said, we are a small rural town, um, so our students stay pretty busy 24-7, it seems like. Um, so they're involved with their animals and their farms and, you know, all of that type of stuff. So it's a little bit easier on them than it would be for students that don't have that to do. Um, but they are right. struggling with the education stuff. They're not used to doing online work. And, um, you know, once in a while, they'll do different programs to to fill gaps, but um, overall, we do everything in the classrooms. So they're missing each other, not having that friendship and being able to work together um, because they used to work together a lot. So those, that's probably the biggest change for our students is they're not getting to work with other students and do that collaborative work, which they're used to. What about your seniors? That I've talked to uh, several seniors that this has been devastating for them because you know they don't have a prom now. They don't have graduation, and I've heard, you know, virtual, but I don't really understand what that means. So how is it affecting them? What what plans have you all made to compensate them for their loss? Right. Um, we were initially going to do a virtual graduation up until yesterday, and we have totally flip-flopped. Um, we've talked to OSSBA and the State Department, and we are doing an actual graduation in our auditorium. Um, it's a little bit different for us. Okay. 
Yeah, it's a little bit different for us because we usually do kindergarten, eighth grade, and seniors all on the same night. Um, so this year we're just doing seniors. Eighth grade and kindergarten will mm-hmm. be um, a virtual one, so we'll be having everything on Facebook and on our web web page. Um, but our seniors, what we're doing is each one of them is getting to invite ten people. Um, they all mm-hmm. have to be set sitting six feet apart from each other. They all have to wear face mask. Um, there are some changes because we usually do a rose um, ceremony where all the students are allowed to give anybody they like a rose um, that they, you know, think has supported them and has been close to them throughout their education. Um, so we're not getting mm. to do that because of the close proximity. Um, so that's an, a, a, something that's big to them that they are going to miss. But they are doing that. Our booster club is hanging up um, posters with their pictures on it from the hanging mm-hmm. lamps like you've seen in different places. So they're getting to, to at least do that part. We're small enough. Most of them don't really miss the prom. Most of them are my kids, the students, the seniors. They are like, just give me my diploma so I can just get on with my life. But their parents are like, no, we've got to have graduation. So, you know, that's a big deal for our parents. It's more the parents that are upset with this here than the kids are. The kids are ready to go to work and go to college and do whatever they need to do to move on. So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's good to know that at least they do get to have a graduation. Back to this virtual thing that I'm sort of confused about. What is that going to look like for the eighth graders in the kindergarten? Yeah, ours is probably going to be a little bit different than a lot of people's. We are putting together a PowerPoint um, that will have a picture of them. Our kindergartners wear cap and gowns, white ones, and then our eighth graders just wear like church clothes. Um, mm-hmm. and so they will have, we will have pictures of them, um, representing them, telling, you know, which one got valedictorian, salutatorian, um, just to have some fun pictures of them throughout their educational <laughs> career so far. Um, and just recognize them in that way that everybody knows that they've graduated and, you know, things that they've been involved in and things like that. So. That makes more sense because I'm embarrassed to say I just thought maybe you call their name out and they walk across their living room floor. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, some what. they're doing them a lot of different ways, and some of them are are doing a a call out. Some of them are going to individuals and doing things. I mean, there's tons of different ways that could do you could do it, and we're just trying to make it as simple and easy on everybody as possible. So. Have you all done any creative? things as far as online uh, aside from I know our district gave out packets yeah but some people are actually teaching teaching yes uh, virtually we are you all have to we are doing some of that um I did not make my teachers go all out and create a bunch of lessons I took into account what time of year we're in um all the testing we would have been doing um, mm-hmm. what kind of, what kind of learning are they going to be doing from that remainder of the year? And I went from that. Um, so we're using a lot of IXL, a lot of Google classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I told every one of them, think about what you would want them to learn for the remainder of the school year, cut that in half. Um, let's put it together. It's all online. Um, our younger kids did get some packets, um, but mostly through Google classroom and Khan Academy and IXL and some of those mm-hmm. things that's that's what we're mostly using and it's been hard our 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 parents are like 
I'm tired of this. I'm tired of fighting my kid every day to try to get him on here to do it. Right. So it's been a really hard aspect for everybody in this. So I, and I've told him, I said, I'm not going to push you any harder than what we have to be. The main thing is I want you to be in contact with your students, make sure they're getting on there. They're doing their best. Um, the state department has told us we can't lower any students grades. So why am I going to kill anybody? What advice would you give to in general students parents and teachers in dealing oh, my, with this pandemic first thing i'd want to tell everybody to to make sure you you make wise choices and be careful through all this because the last thing we need to do is just be silly and go out there and not even worry about it at all you know right. um so we got to make some wise choices but then after that i would say persevere use your mm-hmm. um coping skills um remember to laugh uh, and trusting God. I'm, and luckily I can say that out here and nobody throws a fork at me. Um, right. And it, it's nice to be able to do that. And then, you know, me, of course, my last thing is if there's anything I can do, please let me know. Um, whether it's you need food, whether it's you need clothes, whatever it is, if we can help, we want to help. So, um, but the biggest thing is persevere. You've mm-hmm. got to keep your chin up. You got to keep going. You can't let things get you down. And if you need somebody to pick you up, give us a call. (laughs) Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you so much for taking out the time to share with us. You're very welcome. I'm glad I could. This pandemic has also brought about several challenges to students attending colleges and universities. Tiasia Lasky and Kaylin Adams share some of their experiences. First and foremost, it was like very just out of nowhere. Like it was just like one day we was in class and they said it was like, pack your stuff and go. So that alone was just like stressful within itself because I'm like, okay, I got to go home and do college from home and I got to do all these classes online. Like, yeah, college students do have to do college classes online, but I didn't sign up for that. It's just hard because it's hard doing my work here at home. My family is really close, like really close. So my aunts come over, my cousins come over, my grandma and papa come over to the house. Like it's never really any quiet time in my house. So that alone is hard. Prayer, I've prayed about it. Like Lord, just help me to focus, help me to block out all distractions. Help me to just stay on top of my on top of my schoolwork because I had been doing good this semester and I'm like, oh, this is messing me up. But Lord, just help me to stay focused and help me to get through this. I journal sometimes and I just if I need to cry, I cry. has affected me because of the workload I've taken online courses before and I felt like it was hard enough then trying to keep up with those online classes so now having to do it full-time with my regular classes is so much 
it's so much harder. I think the our educators are panicking and trying to figure out how to do it and they think that they're easing the workload that we have and sometimes that's really not even the case you're putting more on us at this point I'd rather take a test and have to sit up here and make lesson plans and do zoom calls and stuff every day it's just still overwhelming so I think this pandemic has affected me in a positive light because it has shown me that I need to to stop procrastinating, that I need to do what I'm supposed to do. Welcome back to Just Schooling It. I am honored to have my next guest. She is an associate professor of literacy education at my alma mater, the one and only Land of the Cowboys, Oklahoma State University. Go Pokes. Woo, go Pokes. Welcome, Dr. Yay. Welcome, Dr. Sanders. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. This is a, a great resource that you've put together for educators. Thank you so very much. Uh, my daughter speaks highly of you. For those of you that don't know, this is one of her professors, and I really appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. Since this pandemic, what effects has it had on you as an educator? Well, I think it's affected every educator <laughs> in every way, mm -hmm. um, for, for better or worse, right? Um, right. You know, I, I think almost everyone who's a teacher, I'm sure you can, can relate, um, we teach because we love teaching and interacting with our students, um, building those connections and the relationships with each student, working with the whole mm -hmm. classroom and that whole classroom dynamic and, and community that um, gets established throughout your time together. And so um, I miss that. And I, I think you'll probably hear that same thing echoed from every educator across the globe. Um, That's yeah, true. that we, you know, we miss our students and, and the ways that we can interact with them, um, not only personally, but instructionally, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still teaching uh, on Zoom. So there's a synchronous digital face to face with my students. Right. Um, so we meet twice a week, uh, still with for class, but it's different than uh, when you're all together in the classroom and can um, sort of feed off of each other in um, in different interactive ways. And so uh, that's definitely one effect that it has had on me as an educator is just not being able to um, have that same classroom dynamic as learners um, and as people. Uh, I think another way is that our learning engagements themselves are different online. Um, yeah, it's much right. harder to um, facilitate really engaged dialogue than it is face-to-face. Um, -face. You know, I mean, we're all still there on Zoom and you can see everybody's face in the Brady Bunch style, but um, right. But it's, it's just much more difficult to do those social um, learning engagements where students are collaborating and 
um, and you're having really great discussion. I would say the other big impact for me as a, an educator and as a teacher educator is the situation that we're in and realizing the um, emotional, physical, economic impact that it's taking on all of my students. Um, my mm -hmm. students are young adults and they're in that kind of limbo in between age. Most of them are around 20 to 22 years old, although I do have some students that are quite a bit older and have their own kids. Um, but, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're being put in awkward circumstances right now. Many of them have moved back home with their parents in a house that they don't even have a bedroom anymore um, because, you know, right. they had moved out and hadn't planned on moving back in with their parents. Um, so that's one situation. And another is, you know, I have, I have students who are parents and who are having to try to uh, kids while taking classes um, while, right. while negotiating their spouse's schedule, if they have a spouse and, um, you know, I have another a student who's taking care of her um, nine or 10 year old nephew full time. The, the nephew is living with her now. And so she's trying to be a parent, educate the nephew and do her classes online. Um, and so oh, wow. you know, there's so many circumstances like that. And I have students who live in very rural, remote areas. And um, I know that's a challenge for many Oklahoma educators right now is that their internet service just isn't strong enough mm -hmm. to log on to class and do our synchronous um, Zoom sessions all the time. So they ended up getting kicked off the Zoom because their internet fails. And, um, you know, right. and that's emotional for all of us. I mean, our students want to be there and they want to be learning. Um, but, you know, there, there are some things that just are uh, becoming obstacles for our students. You know, I had a, another student who said, my mom lost her job. I need to um, take care of my siblings so that uh, she can do interviews. And so I won't be able to attend class. And of course she's going to miss class. Of course she needs to miss class. Um, so, right. you know, having compassion for my students on, um, you know, on a very, just being very aware of each of their situations. I feel like that's something that we all try to do normally as educators, but mm -hmm. the situations that our students are finding themselves in are just unimaginable. I mean, it's just completely different than uh, the things that they would have had to grapple with in any normal semester. Do you foresee there being some type of course or courses implemented as a result of this to better educate uh, our upcoming teachers and preparing them how to teach online? Well, perhaps. I mean, we've been talking about this as uh, teacher educators. We have, we still have regular faculty meetings throughout the week, and it's definitely something that has come up. Um, we have had our own um, professional development sessions to learn all sorts of new tools for um, online instruction for folks who, who haven't done it before um, ourselves, mm -hmm. but also thinking about our um, pre-service teachers, you know, our students who are going to be in the classroom. Currently, they take an educational technology course as part of their um, program. Um, but we've also talked about ways to continue 
adding in tech pedagogies, you know, pedagogies are to the different kinds of instructions that we use. So instructional mm -hmm. methods. So um, we've talked about how do we infuse those tech pedagogies through each of our teaching methods course, through the language arts methods course, or the math methods course, or the social studies methods course, um, so that our, our teachers are familiar with different um, online tools and platforms and possibilities mm -hmm. for teaching and learning. So we do some of that already, but this has definitely brought a new awareness to us of the importance of our students coming out, being really prepared to kind of roll with whatever comes at them. Um, one of the things that we've done in the last few years is um, recommend that students make a technology purchase when they start the program. Um, so, you know, we recommend that students have an iPad or a tablet and a, and a computer, um, some sort of laptop that they can bring to class because we've been intentional about trying to integrate different um, instructional uh, methods with technology for our students. So I definitely see that in the future that's going to become a much more like systematic and intentional component to our curriculum, um, even though mm -hmm. it's already there. You know, we've, we've already been talking about, like I said, we made it recommended the technology purchase and we were working to the point where we could make it a required purchase for students. But we're always conscious of the financial um, needs and positions of our students. And, and, you know, that is a definitely a big financial commitment for students and families to be required to have a tech purchase. Um, but we can see where things like this in our current um, society, when, you know, when these sorts of situations get thrown at us, um, that technology use can become even more important. What advice? can you give us oh my goodness I certainly don't claim to be the person who <laughs> who knows all or <laughs> or is even doing right. it the best um you know I I think there's so much to this particular situation there's so many complexities um you know taking care of yourself I've yeah, I've been pretty honest with my students this semester um the emotional impact of the pandemic on me has been um, pretty tough. And, you know, I have my own waves of emotion, just like I think most of us do, um, you know, where sometimes I'm just plugging along as normal and other times it hits me and, um, and I just can't do my normal routines. Um, so I think self-care is extremely important for all educators at all points in your career. But it, in this time as well, you know, we have to do both. We have to check on our students and make sure they're doing okay and offer support and resources as we're able to. Um, but it's that whole oxygen mask theory that I think we've heard a lot of lately is uh, you have to mm -hmm. put your own mask on first and make sure you're doing okay and, and reach out and get the help that you need. Um, but, you know, as as an educator, more specifically, I'd say, what I've heard other teachers um, feel is really important during this time is to continue building those relationships with your students uh, and continue mm -hmm. building the classroom community that you have. I was on a, a meeting with almost 100 um, education administrators and professionals yesterday, 
And the ways that classroom teachers are continuing to build community with their students through digital platforms is amazing. I, you know, I heard one teacher was having um, Friday dance-offs with their students um, virtually. And, uh, you know, another was having students just, you know, like recommend different songs each day. Um, So, you know, what's a song of somebody whose voice you think is fantastic? What's a song with a really good beat? Um, And getting to know their students through all those different methods and mediums. And I I think that's something that we need to continue in this online world. Um, And I would say to continue doing what you know is good for teaching and learning. Um, You know, continue your effective instruction methods, model for your students. You know, one of the things I've heard from students, both K-12 and college students, is that they hate being assigned something and not being taught Mm -hmm. how to do it. And that's definitely a challenge in this time when we're providing things online, but um, maybe not able to provide the instruction like we normally would. So. I would advise people to keep thinking about how do I provide rich instruction? You know, how do I model for my students? Mm-hmm. How do I provide explicit instruction in this digital um, time, you know, digital mode that we're in um, right. instead of just assigning something, you know? Um, so, you know, keep, keep doing those things that are, are effective methods. And lastly, I would say continue finding, trying to find ways for students to engage in that social and collaborative learning that we know is, is good works. Um, you know, we do all kind of feel isolated in this time and, um, even online Google Meet or Zoom uh, classrooms can be difficult for social and collaborative learning. Um, but keep, keep trying to find ways that students can um, do collaborative learning during, during this time. So those are, my, you know, those are my tips at the moment. I'm sure other people will come up with many additional brilliant ideas. <laughs> But um, those are some simple suggestions that I think will kind of keep us focused during during this time. Those are some excellent tips that I'm taking notes right (laughs) now that I'm I'm going to use. I thank you, Dr. Sanders, for taking the time to share with us today. A special, special thanks to you for educating and preparing my daughter to be an effective teacher in the future. I really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. She is a lovely person. You have done a great job raising her. We, as a faculty, have gotten a chance to listen to her, and um, everyone was extremely impressed with um, her conviction and composure, and so she's been a joy for sure. But um, thank you for the opportunity to... Uh, to talk with you and to share with your listeners a few ideas. And um, all I can say is, you know, the educators um, in the U.S. and in the, around the world are um, fantastic, committed, brilliant human mm-hmm. beings. And um, I appreciate each of you guys uh, for doing what you do. If you would like to send a graduation shout out, acknowledge a teacher, praise an outstanding student, 
or recognize a phenomenal parent, you can record a one-minute voice message. Simply go to my Just Schooling It podcast, click on message, and record. Once that's done, I'll play it on one of my future podcasts. Come on and give some positive praise. Well, that's our cue. School is out. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of Just Schooling It, because it's cool to be schooled.